BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 199 yards. The Jason Taylor episode. That's right. We're not doing numbers anymore, and then our players, I should say. We're doing seasons, and I love it. Yes, 1999. The last season of the Jimmy Johnson era, three, four year period. And everybody's going to remember from that season was the end. Dolphins were nine and seven. Not a great team, kind of peddling. They did make the playoffs. They did win on the road in the playoffs, something they haven't done since at Seattle 20-17 in what would become Dan Marino's final win with the Dolphins. Uh, It was a comeback victory, and J.J. Johnson, who was a rookie second-round pick out of Mississippi State, scored the winning touchdown. Oh, and that was also a Cecil Collins team. That's what I'm looking at. I was like, oh, Cecil Collins was on that team. Okay. He was. And I've said before, I saw him in training camp and I had like, I wanted, I can't say flashbacks, but looking back now, I had visions. It was what Ricky Williams looked like in terms of smoothness as a running back and the ability to like see the field, make quick decisions. To me, Cecil Collins, had he kept his mind straight, Stayed on the on the straight and narrow. Stop going in women's windows. Yeah. That dude, I mean, damn, he looked apart. Then the regular season started, and even, even before all his legal issues, it wasn't very productive. That's one, then, of, like, that's one of the guys I'd love to do the where are they now? Because I like, is he still in jail? What's he? I don't, I don't believe so. Uh, I think our buddy Dave Hyde might have done something on him a few years ago after he got out, but uh to me, insane waste of talent because that, I mean, like I said, one of the few guys who I, I will tell you literally blew me away, like in, in, in a training camp. 
I, you know, it's funny you say insane wastes of talent. Um, I grew up, I, I went to Carroll City High School and there were a ridiculous amount of professional athletes and very successful people who went to my high school at the very, at the very same time. And some of the greatest athletes at our school, and we were a good football school, never played football. Yep. Never played sports. And I was just like, oh, my God, this talk about people who are wasting their talents. But anyway, we we, we shall digress. So Cecil Collins isn't the only one wasting their talents. You just no, correct. know about him. So, and then let's go back to that 99 season. The week after the Seattle game was a playoff game in Jacksonville. And I don't think I need to tell Dolphin fans how that one ended up. That's how we ended up with Jay Fiedler. Well, kind of, sort of. Uh, Dolphins lost 62-7, to seven, and it was ugly early. Fred Taylor, who you know very well, had a, I want to say, maybe a 90-yard touchdown run early in that first quarter, which was – Finalist for the Hall of Fame, I believe. Sorry? Fred's, a fi- Fred's one of the finalists or semifinalists I, for the Hall of Fame? I believe they're now down to the – Finalists, they're down to the finalists, yeah. Anyway, 62 to 7, Dan Reno's final game, Jimmy Johnson's final game, and it was a brutal way to go. And as you mentioned, Mark Brunel was a starting quarterback for the Jaguars, came out of the game. Jay Fiedler came in and mop up duty in the next offseason. The Dolphins signed as their successor to Dan Marino, Jay Fiedler, who, if you are among those who believe in the win loss as a QB stat, <laughs> felt like that was some shade. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> I I have no idea. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. So that was a 1999 season. Jay Fiedler was a fine quarterback considering what we've had over the years. Fine. He was serviceable. How's that? He was Adequate. And I was I will say this, he was off to a great start in the 2002 season. The Dolphins were five and one. They beat Denver in a Sunday night game. Unfortunately, he broke a thumb. I think it was a thumb during that game. Never a good thing uh, quarterbacks. In comes the backup, lose the next three games, five and four. They struggle, lost at lost a regular season finale, and wound up out of the playoffs in the year Ricky Williams led the NFL in rushing with eighteen hundred and fifty-three yards. So that was the only season that had more rushing yards than this year's Dolphins, just so you know. How about that? And that running game could perform anytime, anywhere, under any circumstances. How dare you? And by the way, I bring that up. I bring that How up because. How dare you? Raheem Mostert is on one leg. Forget right. Oh, yeah, we go again. Excuses, excuses. Oh, I bring that up. Anyway, right. I bring that up as a prelude to this fact, which I know you love because you're a running game kind of guy. And if Raheem Mostert was on one leg, then he should have played. So I'm not, I'm not having that. Sorry. Wait, no, hold no, on. I'm no, not no, having that. Fan say, well, was the only one game left. Why shouldn't he, why didn't he play? It's, it's, it's never, but it's you, never can't, you can't, you can never win with you people. Never. Dude, never. the running game sucked at Kansas city and you can't go well, it's because Raheem Mostert was with playing injured. You can't, sorry. Not was he or was he not playing injured? Answer the question. That's fine. But you can't have that as an excuse. You can't answer the question. Was he or was he not playing injured? He was playing at less than a percent if he if he was injured, Omar. If he was injured to the point where it was affect his effectiveness, then you sit him out. You there's zero chance you're gonna come up with well running game suck. Well, because I, I, I sat I sat here and you sat here and we both saw Jalen Waddle struggle through the practice that we saw. We saw him put on the field and then 
fans were like, I don't care what he looks like. He's got to play. You don't you think you don't think they have the exact same mindset where he mostered? And I get it. I don't listen. The excuses are excuses. Thank you. Thank you. Then stop with those. Stop with those. You're doing But it was a factor. You're doing that too much. Too much. Your top four offensive weapons are oh, looking around. Do you know the Dolphins played seven playoff games this year? They failed to to get to 300 yards four times. Is you it mean seven it, playoff opponents? Sorry, you said they played seven playoff games this year. You mean seven, seven playoff, playoff opponents? Seven playoff opponents. They failed to reach 300 yards. 300 yards is not a lot. It's mm-hmm. how many four times? times? It's not all injuries. Let's stop with the issues. Anyway, can I get to my point, which you'll love? This is the point you'll love because you're Mr. Running Game. In the first round of the playoffs, the team that gained the most rushing yards was six and zero. Oh. Duh. Not always duh. I mean, because I looked last year, it was more often than not. But then, although we should point out that sometimes what happens is if you have a big lead, you're going to run more, therefore you get more yards. Therefore, duh, you're going to have that that correlations right there. So, because if you saw the games. And I saw, like, uh, did I say? I saw every game. Uh, it wasn't the running game that won it for Houston. It wasn't the running game that won it for Green Bay, even though they were they were successful in that in that area. So, oh, uh, I, I definitely think it was a running game that won it for Green Bay. They were. Well, I think it was a running game that won it for Green Bay because they pound the Cowboys. And uh, I, think, I think the star of that game was Jordan Love. It wasn't, and and it was how Brian Flores is quarterback. Yep. <laughs> Uh, he, he may have had something there because that, that dude, and again, going back to his nine last nine games now, including the playoff game, 21 touchdowns, one pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's some work there. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Jordan Love or the Packers or any other team. We're here to talk about the Dolphins. Uh, three things on our agenda today. Let me start with the draft. The Dolphins now, had, as a result of the conclusion of the wild card round, know where they're going to pick in the first round if they pick, and that's 21st overall. And there is some irony there because that's where their pick would have been last year had they had one, had it not been forfeited as part of the sanctions for tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Thank you. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Listen. Let it go. I can't let it go because the Dolphins don't have a third round pick this year, also as a result of the sanctions. You can can let it go. The sanctions, if you're not tampering, you're not trying. Also, on top of that, you know you were really being punished for blind floors embarrassing the league. Stop. Stop with this whole, oh, tampering. No, they're punishing you for embarrassing them by getting caught with your hand in the cookie jar multiple times and, you know, this major lawsuit against, which we, we, we probably need to check. It wasn't about the lawsuit. It was about, it was about the offer to, to throw games. Come on. If we're going to be real about this, not that the NFL would ever want to have that out there. Yes. Come on. Come on. We won't, but the we official won't admit what it's really about, but it's tampering. You flirted with Sean Payton, and you don't think teams were flirting with Bill Belichick before he got fired or figuring out what the situation was? Come on. Be, let's be real. That's know. the NFL. By the way, I put it on Twitter because uh, now he's interviewed with the Falcons, and, of course, the 28-3 to 3 jokes are coming out left and right. Can we stop it with that? Are you, are you as sick? Am I the only one who's completely sick of that? I mean, what, we get what, it already. What what, what 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 are you talking about? All the jokes. Oh, you, you don't say on Twitter all the jokes. Bill Belichick walks into the uh, the meeting with Arthur Blank and goes like, 
28 to 3. Okay, what next? It's all types of jokes. Or was the meeting at 328? I mean, they just never let it go. I mean, my lord. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen it. Oh, no, but it's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, maybe because I've seen him too much. It's like, okay, we get it. I mean, it's was eight years ago. No, seven years ago. Hey, it was the last time that Matt Ryan was actually a good quarterback. And uh and Brian and Mike McDaniel had something to do with that. So props to them. I hope my McDaniel had nothing to do with the fact that they're calling running plays. We're in field goal range to put put the game away and completely crap the bed with play calling uh, and gave the Patriots a chance. But that's a different story. So as I mentioned before, Chris Greer was asked, are you actually going to make a pick? And he was like, maybe. <laughs> he was like, yeah, we're supposed to. I honestly believe that they would trade that pick in a heartbeat. Um, and I do believe that you you know Steve Ross is a big whale hunter and he wants to win the offseason. I have no idea who's going to be available. I, I generally go through every roster and look at look at contracts to see where teams are, are gonna try to shed players like Xavier Howard and Emmanuel Agba and and figure who's going to move, who's going to be try to be moved. And I have not gone through that yet. Um, and But there will be players available just like Jalen Ramsey was available and the Dolphins will be in the mix. Um, now, will they have to, the caliber of player that you you would have to give up to get to get that player? I doubt it's going to be a number one pick because I'm I'm probably not giving up a number one pick for anything with the exception of I don't need a wide receiver, probably a quarterback. And don't, how dare don't, you? How dare you? Suggest I, listen, I just said I, I'm only giving up a number one pick for a quarterback. Maybe maybe if Teron Armstead retires, maybe I give up a, a number one pick for a, a tackle, but I don't see that happening. Um Maybe and you're definitely not giving up a number one pick for an inside linebacker. So, but we'll figure we'll figure out what they'll do. Um, here's here's my biggest concern about the Dolphins and the draft. And oh, I know everybody. Oh my! Hold on one quick second, because I said something and I want to make sure I clarify it. Uh, I just said teams don't trade left tackles unless the other team massively overpays, i.e., Laramie Tunsil. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the the biggest issue that I have um, with the Miami Dolphins and the draft picks is that I am not a big fan of Chris Greer's drafting history. And I know everybody will say, oh, but the 2020 draft and 2021 draft, they were foundation of this team, blah, 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 blah. And I will argue that there are a lot of wasted picks in those drafts as well. And I know you're not going to hit on every pick. And if you hit on one third of your picks, it's great. And yes, I know they got Jalen Waddle and they got Jalen uh, Phillips and they got Javon Holland. They also got Liam Eikenberg and Hunter Long. And so it, you know, it's yeah. it's not always a home run. And then you got the Channing Tindles and the Cam Smiths. If you get more draft picks like Devon Achan, or, or if you have the same level of draft success that you have in undrafted players, um, I would think that. The phenomenal drafting skills but right now you can look at a lot of rookie classes and some undrafted players have consistently outperformed some of the draftees and and that to me has has got to stop um if you have it's great to get these undrafted players but they shouldn't be outperforming players that you drafted and that's just a consistent thing here and you know 
it shouldn't be that way. But yeah, you need to have more Devon A. Chans than you do Cam Smith's. And and I'm not blaming Chris Greer for all of Cam Smith. Um, you know, that that that's the Vic Fangio's got a lot of blood on his hands there. Um, and I'm sure Cam Smith's got a lot of blood on his hands there, but you just gotta do better with your draft picks. Cause this tip this back this back end of the roster, depth-wise, like yeah. Back in, and people don't realize this. This is a very top-heavy roster, and yes, you got watered down from injuries, and and that happens. But let me tell you, let me give you the top developmental players on the Miami Dolphins roster. That's going to be a very quick conversation, I would think. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc <laughs> okay i'm just saying top developmental players on the roster like young players that are still developing that are cheap relatively cheap and and one of those guys is not going to be cheap much longer javon holland is the top player on your developmental unit um, 1.8 million dollars this season he's still developing because he, he ain't where he needs to be um well time out, time out. okay well okay can i take can i take issue what you're saying Go for it. Because you keep you keep mentioning Javon Holland's going to ask for an extension. Javon Holland's going to ask for an extension. Well, if he's going to ask for an extension, you don't give an extension to a quote still developing player. So this is where unless you, unless you want to get him for what below what you think his talent level and market value is. I mean, Javon Holland, are you, if you're Javon Holland, are you pay, playing on one point eight million dollars? Again, he's got no leverage. It's not. It, I, and you didn't answer the question. If you're Javon yes, Holland, yes, going up he, for an OTA in training camp for one point eight million dollars. Yes, he's under contract. You can't hold on anymore. He's under contract. He doesn't have that kind of juice where he can. You can't hold out for the offseason program. You certainly can. Sure. And dude, he may very well. He, you, you could certainly hold in. He very well may do that anyway because of his knees. You really think we're going to see a whole lot of Javon Holland in the offseason? I don't. I, I come on MCL sprains. It shouldn't take you four months to heal those. But oh, I understand that. But maybe he wants to be like extra cautious. And if he if he, the agent pushes for a new deal, and often say, "Sorry, we have other many more other contractual I'm issues to address." Sorry, I'm not. I'm not practicing. I'm sorry. No, I'm not practice. We'll see in training camp. And if and if you hold out one day in training camp, you're getting your ass fined. Okay, no, I could, but I could hold in. And what you gonna do? Not a thing. But again, if then 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 if you, you're saying the Dolphins can't afford to have that doing, then he doesn't fall in the category of still developing. Then he's a stud. No, I I'm not I'm not putting him in the stud category. But okay. then then the Dolphins have no business extending him right now before they have to. Uh, and he's got no business playing on 1.8 million dollars. So we're at a we're at a we're at a standstill here. Would he be? Do you think actually think he's going to be the 
Do you think every single solitary second round pick who has had some measure of success gets a contract extension before year four? A lot of them do. Did Robert Hunt do that? That's different. Robert Hunt, Robert Hunt's an offensive guard. And they felt which, like they which could... might which might be a bigger priority position for a team that's focusing on its offense. And number two, who had a lot better body of work through three seasons than Javon Holland. Wow. Where's a lie? No lie. Okay. I, I just wouldn't have said it. No, but no lie. <laughs> All right. Am I saying the, too much? The developmental players, Julian Hill, and everybody is all upset. You know, everybody, the tight end, adding a tight end to this offense is just going to magically make it better. And I'm like saying to myself, yeah, the Dolphins are kind of obsessed with Durham Smite and Julian Hill. They love those two guys. And they don't pass the ball to tight ends. Um, it's even like they, it's not, Sorry, it's not like they didn't have a receiving tight end last year and they didn't use him, so. Yeah, exactly. Thank touche to to your point. Um, Liam Eikenberg, still a developmental player. Don't know if he's a guard. Don't know if he's a center. W totally depends on what happens to Connor Williams and when he's able to come back. We mm -hmm. saw Connor Williams limping around the locker room um, yesterday, so um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Devon Achan, obviously, you're one of your brightest stars on your team. One of your top four offensive weapons. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the lead back next year. Keon Smith. Keon Smith is a young. Come on, I did. What, what's what's wrong? I said Keon Smith. How many snaps did he play? Is he a developmental tackle or not? He's a he's a young player who you're going to see if there's something there. The dude didn't. The dude played. Did he play five snaps the entire season? I, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you that this was a great list. I just told you we're going over the young developmental players. Well, yeah, you all. Deion Smith, name me an offensive lineman that's a young developmental player. That's under contract. Thank you. Continue. You name Liam, that's one. Yeah, yeah, Liam and, and Keon Smith. That's it. That's it. Robert Let's, Jones? Who? No, Robert he's Jones. not under contract. He's an Robert. RFA, so if the Dolphins want to keep him, they keep him. Uh, I don't think he's an RFA. Anyway, let's continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cater Kohu. Yes. No Eric. nasty comment. No nasty comments. I see that look on your face. I just I'm moving on. I just okay. can't, I'm just continuing. Eight, nice. eight, eight touchdowns, 130 passer rating. Yeah, uh, Eric Uzakama. I mean, you're gonna have to figure out how to defend crossers like somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eric Uzakama, young developmental player, the only wide receiver that's really a developmental player, because I I'm not sure I'm bringing any of them back. They're just, all free agents. I know. When I, I, did I again? I say I'm not sure I'm bringing any of them back, um, based on what we saw there last season. Uh, and then you got Cam Smith, which is oh, you know, it I, it, it would You're be irresponsible. Yes, it would be irresponsibly to not mention Ethan Bonner. I no, you're, forgetting, you're forgetting another one. Who? Andy Kendall. Uh, no, I'm not forgetting anybody. Oh, you're dissing him. Uh, no, the I, 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 trust me. If do you do you honestly think that this team has plans for Channing Tindall? Thank no. you. Okay, let's let's. But, but well, but if you're going to do that, do you honestly think the team has plans for Keon Smith, for example? Yeah, they they probably think they, they can make him into the next Kendall Lamb. Because okay. if I'm Kendall Lamb, I'm I'm generally not coming back here. Just off. Well, he's. I'm trying to parlay. 
I'm trying Isn't to find a starting job anywhere, though. That's... He performed like a starter this year. Why wouldn't he? Did. He? he did. I mean, By the way, just per the Dolphins, yeah, Robert Jones is a is indeed an RFA. Okay. All right. That's okay. Robert Jones, uh, I I could put him on the list. That's okay. that's respectable. He finished the season as a respectable starter, kind of. Oh, uh, uh, bottom line is your point. Your point is well taken. Actually, that's um, they got nothing. The whole roster. The roster is a mess. This is what happens when the focus has been on landing the big fish. The last couple of off season, it was Teron Armstead, Ty- Tyree Kill, Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb. Not a, not off season, but and Bradley Chubb is the one who cost you your acquired first round pick last year, and he's also the one who cost you your fourth round pick. Now and they do it again. And they do it and it's tough to bitch about it with the season he was having. Unfortunately, he yeah. got hurt again, tore an ACL, and don't know exactly when he's going to be back. Um, back to stuff, which brings me to a column I posted not that long ago on AllDolphins.com, where I compared where the Dolphins are right now. There you go. Right now, as compared to where they were at this time last year after the season, and it's it's not they're not. I I, I was liking life a lot more than I, at the end of last year than, I, than I'm doing right when, now. When you when you really break it down, and I'm going to continue to break it down, and you look at the salaries and the contracts and the free agents and the cap space and the perch perch soon to be perched players and the young developmental players. Is all it's this is going to be the most challenging offseason that I've ever experienced for the Miami Dolphins in 15 years. And um it's gonna require some heavy lifting on on Steve Ross's part in order to figure out ways to and by heavy lifting we mean lifting the dollar bills. Yeah, and, and man, uh hopefully this gets them to the next level, but um ultimately how you maneuver this see off season could potentially cost people their jobs because if you're telling me that i gotta invest 150 50 million dollars in real money just to run it back and then that run it back gets me eight or nine or ten wins and first round elimination from the playoffs somebody's head's gonna roll and i think they i think they've kind of made that dive already and they're like halfway halfway to the to the pool I don't know how you stop that. I mean, this is why well, you you made the point originally, and I think that there might be something to it that they are so committed to that short window going going for it all. I don't know how you can rein it back right now. So it, they might as well throw the, trade that first round pick for 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 a veteran who can help them like immediately run him back one last time, and then or trade it for draft picks and get more young, cheaper talent. Because I, I I don't I. I I can honestly tell you, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to fix this roster and how to fix. This is going to be a Herculean effort. And I know, and and I really found Chris Greer downplaying the, the, the strain and stress that they're under financially. I found him downplaying it quite disrespectful. Yeah, but, but he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, oh, hey. You know, and it's true. You see that you see the Saints do it every offseason. And and you know, they're 72 million dollars under the cap, and they find a way, and then they put a team together, and then they never go anywhere. And that's the thing. And, and the Rams did it when they won the Super Bowl, and eventually it cost them yeah. players like Jalen Ramsey, for example, where it's like right. 
And, and that's what's going to happen with the Dolphins. They may not be like five players out the door, but there will be a good player who's going to be let go strictly because they need they to need balance them. your books. They're three players uh, that are pretty much e e Emmanuel Agba, Jerome Baker, and 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 Xavier Howard. That, that just that's just the, that's just to get the baseline, mm -hmm. and that doesn't even include having to restructure players like Tyreek Hill and and um and and Jalen Ramsey writing big fat checks to them. That's just to get to the point where you could re-sign your own players, some of your own players. Correct. So, and, you know, that doesn't even mean taking care of Tua or taking care of Javon Holland, not a word from you. Um, th that doesn't mean, you know, re-signing Robert Hunt or – so you're going to have holes everywhere. And then the key ingredient is are you going to be able to sign one-year patch players like a Duke Riley and, and a Deshaun Elliott to fill your holes? And – are you going to be priced out on some players like uh, Andrew Van Ginkle and a Kendall Lamb? You know, just to run it back, it's not going to be cheap. So, no, but I, I could see a scenario where, and this is where this would fall in line to my idea of like, in terms of the quarterback, let Tua play on his fifth year option, run it back one more time, and do what you have to do, make the sacrifice you have to make to, to fill in the roster as best you can. And then revisit everything, and everything's on the table in, in next offseason. Because again, I think I think they're already too committed with a lot of big name, big money players that they went they went all in uh, with a lot of the moves they made: Tyreek, Joan Ramsey, Bradley Chubb, to name mm -hmm. three to go See, back right now. It's funny that you say that, and and we bring it up because I still got to do a lot of research on contracts and proposed contracts, but. You know, if you right now, Tua is on the books for $23 million. If you mm -hmm. give him a multi-year contract, you could potentially give yourself probably about $15 million in cap space. Now, not to say that that's necessary or wise or good or smart. I'm just looking at what Justin Herbert's cap number is, what Jalen Hurts' cap number is, what Lamar Jackson's cap number are on comparable deals to what to a in the ballpark of what she should get. But obviously it's, it's a, it's a long off season. We will be here all off season. How many stories you got up today? We'll, we'll drop. We'll drop. No. Well, the, the number of stories is going to, there's still going to be two or three stories. Maybe oh, but this is day two. Tell me how many stories you got. Pupar. Right now I only have two up there. Okay. So chillax. Don't, don't set expectation. And we will revisit that discussion because you threw out, what you want to do with Tua, and I'm not on board with that in the least. That's a discussion to to. Read. I didn't say I wanted to do it, so don't don't put that on me. I said, I what I said is it's going to get done because you know who, who they are and how they operate and how the NFL. Views I have a feel, I have a feeling it's going to get done. I am hoping that that they don't make that kind of long term commitment to a quarterback who still has. A major question as far as exactly what his ceiling is. Questions that the the other franchises obviously don't have; otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. Okay, um, we we've got a long off season to continue those discussions. We will be back later today to give you a wrap up, a live show, um, recapping the final Hard Knocks episode, um, the exits of the Miami Dolphins season. Uh, obviously, I'm looking forward to this episode. Um, just to see how they close it out. And, and we'll do, we'll do a Q&A as well as we always do. And all. Man, I wish, I wish, I wish 
we got Steve Ross in that final episode. Just imagine Steve Ross doing a sit down with Hard Knocks. Think about that. It ain't, it ain't gonna happen. I'm sure, I'm sure it's gonna happen. Um, or we could have an owner like Jerry Jones who speaks twice a week on a radio show. We used to talk to Jerry. We used to talk to Steve Ross all the time. Then I know. Well, that, when's the last time that happened? It, it was Donald Trump Gate. It was Kenny Stills calling him out for being a Trump supporter and turning his team against him. Yes. That was the last time we talked to Steve Ross. And that was what, four or five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. We used to get him. We used to get him on the first day of training camp every year. And that's every year. That has been discontinued. Good, good guy, though. I always root for Steve. So, um, But looking forward to wrapping up the final episode of Hard Knocks. We'll be here live right after the show. I believe 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, it's kind of a little bit early. We might be show up a little bit early. So show up at like 9.50 because you know that, that, that Hard Knocks runs like 45 minutes. So okay. um, we'll be here, and hopefully you'll be here too. You know how to find us, alldolphins.com. Um, and always check out the website, check out the stories, click on the work. You know how to find us on the podcast, audio platform. We're on every audio platform, and we're on YouTube, All Dolphins. So see you later today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.